Hello, welcome. We are again recording on our separate locations as we are taking the quarantine order fairly seriously. So we have some audio differences today in our podcast and I hope you guys can stay with us as we adjust. So we have a special guest with us today. Um, we're excited to introduce you to. What are the major struggles and shifts that couples make in the journey of recovery. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. All right, you guys, before we answer that, I want to read this awesome review that we, we got this week, actually. So it says, such a blessing. Um, this podcast has been amazing for my husband and I's recovery through his addiction. Not only has this podcast given me validation of all of my feelings and that I'm not alone in my feelings, it's given me a way to better understand and cope with them. My husband and I listen to this podcast together and take notes on our own and then discuss after. So it's really given us a platform for discussion that I really believe is helping us understand his addiction better and also grow closer together. Every episode I listen to, I just say yes in my head over and over because it finally feels like I'm understood after many years of feeling like I was crazy and overreacting. Thank you, Ashton and Kobe, for your bravery. I know this isn't easy to put it all out there. And thank you, Brandon, for all of your wisdom. This podcast has truly been a huge blessing for my sanity and most especially for my marriage. Thank you. So I just want to, I want to comment about one thing she said, which is, um, it really goes along with our topic today. Uh, we have a hundred and however many episodes now. And um, uh, when I do intakes with couples, what part of my, my plan with them going forward is to tell them to do what they're doing, which is to each, each person listen to an episode on their own and then come together and discuss that topic Takeaways. or that episode. And I, I found it just very helpful for couples and they can pick and choose the topics that they, they want to discuss, whether it's check-ins or rebuilding trust or boundaries or sex or whatever it is. So um, I'm glad to hear that she's doing that and it's, it's helpful. So that's awesome. That's fantastic. That's a, that's a great, um, that's a great effort on behalf of that couple. So guys, um, by way of, um, I guess, heads up, we have the Relationship Rescue Challenge that is coming up and it will be starting again. We had great reviews and feedback, um, some really key and important shifts for, for couples who participated in the first round. And so we're excited to launch that again to make that available. So the best place to find out information on that is to go to beyond-enough.com forward slash relationship. And you can find all the information there. It'll be a great experience. And this is for couples um, of, of any season in life with our story, without our story. This is just about couples um, rescuing their relationship and uh, some, building some, uh, some cohesiveness and some love. So check that out. Awesome. And just so you know, you can click the show notes below that link and still listen to us while you're signing up for that. Just FYI. All right. So we have our special guest. It's actually Kobe and uh, my therapist, Miss Amy. And just a heads up, we've given her our full permission to share 
who knows what, I don't know <laughs> about us and our story. Um, so here's my permission. Yeah, and, and you, get, you get mine as well, guys, we've consented to this because it's important for us that you understand the, the details that we're not gonna always remember as far as the major struggles, but also the major shifts um, in recovery. So we totally have given Amy permission, both of us. Yes. So let me tell you a little bit about Amy. Amy is a licensed marriage and family therapist and she has been since 2000 and a CSAT since 2013. She's taught courses at BYU and counseled many students at the Women's Services and Resource Center, where her eyes were open to the world of sex, sexual addiction and trauma. Amy's own life has been affected by sex addiction in a, in a personal way. She knows the struggle, the shame and guilt that the addict experiences, um, as well as the other side. She has found it rewarding to facilitate individual change and work with the family system to ensure long-term growth and change. Uh, she's currently working at Addo Recovery, where we go, and Amy is a single mom of six. She's beautiful. If you um, go up to our YouTube, you can see she's stunning. Uh, her youngest daughter has Down syndrome, and she and raising her has taught her countless life lessons. We are so excited to have Amy here with us. So excited. Thank you, Ash. So uh, can I just, I know I pipe in way too soon, but I just want to say, if, if, you, if you're listening and you feel a, a kind of an energy from us of, of being really comfortable, um, Ashton and Kobe, they know Amy so well, and, um, and so do I. So Amy's my good friend. Um, I've known her for a long time. Uh, I think, you know, not to one-up you guys, but longer than you've known Amy. So <laughs> for sure, <laughs> you have. <laughs> um, so we like to joke, we like to have fun, but we're, we're going to talk about something serious today. But um, you know, Amy's personality is one where we can break down hard topics, but have a good time at the same time. So let's, that, let's get into it. Is that let's your disclaimer? Cool. Like Amy's unplugged, you guys. Like. <laughs> no, we're unplugged. So. <laughs> okay. So, so major, major struggles and obstacles. I mean, I was really an advocate of this just for everybody who's listening, just to understand. I, I think it's really, really important that we have, you know, you, Amy, share with the audience where where our struggles were, where I struggled, where my challenges were, but then where also the corresponding shifts are. And I don't think that we're like super unique um, in the world of recovery because there's a lot of couples who have had similar challenges and they've also turned similar corners on their journey um, to heal. But I think it's important to, I guess, in essence, um, share those because we just, we don't remember all the things. No? Well, and I think we see our own stuff a little different than right. a therapist does. <laughs> or a little bit different from reality. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or a mix of all of it. So, yeah. um, so what were some of the early, early challenges and struggles that you observed that we brought with us in your office? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you guys, you guys gave me permission. We totally did. Uh, give it to us. So, so I have to say, um, in, and just reflecting back on how much time has it been five years or six? 14 august of 14. six years um i really do feel like this proud parent that pulled out the scrapbook and is like looking at where you guys started and the different chapters of like oh look at so we'll start at the beginning um i remember doing our intake session do you really i do and I do too. what I remember is, um, I mean, both of you 
are radically different humans than you were. Ashlyn was internally just seething with anger and walled. Kobe was like blazer wearing scarf. Hip um, haircut. And he was just like, you know, I'm Kobe. And he was very like his poser self. I adore Kobe where I can't ever say douche. Um, I've, I've said creepy. Yeah. But don't I, don't know. I don't know. Um, she just but, did everything she could to not just call you a douche. I know. So you were a douche. <laughs> a lot of effort to not say it. Amy. But I like kind of can't because, yeah. I was um, totally in douche mode when I was in your office. No question. No, but here's the thing. Um, that first session, I mean, there was active tension. You did not sit by each other. Ashlyn, like I say, was seething. Kobe was all poser. Um, but I will have to say, if there is, you know, I'm, I'm mapped out for you both clearly. Okay. Um, these are the steps to working recovery. And Ashlyn in her, I mean, you knowing Ashlyn, she's fierce and she has this look in her eyes. And even though she's pissed, she's like, okay, we're doing it. What I loved was Kobe, um, there was a moment where I was saying, okay, you guys, we know how to move you guys like in and through recovery, but you're going to have to be consistent with dailies and journaling. And Ashlyn in that kind of seething place was like, (laughs) kind of scoffed. What? um, She's like, using consistency when I'm talking about exercise and journaling. And Kobe says, um, Amy, I didn't even journal my mom on my mission or write my mom on my mission. Um, But that moment, you were both committed and you were both humble to recognize I know more about this than you do and what you have been doing isn't working. So if Brandon and I were to say, off that first intake session, if we had to gamble, if we had a gambling bet, <laughs> how do you know who's going to do it and who's not? It's that humility to listen to what we say and do it. And you both had that. You had that humility, even in the poser angry way, you had humility to say, okay, we're going to do it. And you both started. That's a hundred percent it. Like that humility and that willingness and I tell the story, you know, I was running the foundations group at the time and yeah. um, I was like, Hey, there's, there's this long-term group thing going on. And before I, I like really tried to sell everybody on it, Kobe was like, yes, yeah, sign me I up. Know. Like get me in there. And then, and then, and then you like pulled like six other guys to go with you. Like we're doing this guys. Come on. And I was like, okay, that, that douche with the fancy haircut, like he's willing. He's and, totally willing. And Kobe, honestly, from that first appointment and I couldn't tell, it was like a mix of, I want to, I want to prove to Ashlyn I can do this. And I want to prove to myself I can do this because Ashlyn kind of did. It's like, you know, she was kind of, I'm already doing all, all of my dailies and ha ha ha, can Kobe do it? You know? And I couldn't tell if it was as much, you wanted to prove it to her at first, or you wanted to prove it to you. And then they just all came together. Yeah, it was a, it was a mix. And, and, and this is what's really unique, I think, and super cool is that is that Brandon, you, you, I was with you for what, two months or whatever it was during 
foundations uh-huh. and um, you guys both got to see us and it, like when we started and, and I think that was just a, that's a really, for, for us, for Ash and I, that's a really special thing. But I will tell you 1000%, I knew when I went in that, and I've said this countless times on the podcast, if I had died and had to stand before God knowing that I had cheated a second time, I knew I was toast. So I was, I was motivated internally from this big, huge place of shame. Yeah. <laughs> I, was shame I was shame motivated. While the dichotomy of that motivation was while also like saying, I have to be able to do whatever it takes to hold on to Ashland. So I wasn't doing it. I guess I was doing it in, in, some, in some ways um, out of a place of love internally for myself, but more out of a place of fear in truth. But you know um, what the, the bottom line is? From that moment, you both were committed. Like that moment, you literally did whatever we would say to do. It's like write in your journal. Okay, we can't read it. It's scribble, but you did it. And, true. and like you, your dailies, you were so consistent. And Ashlyn, you too, um, you didn't want to be there. You were pissed, you know? Yeah, I and, did not like it. And you, I said, okay, you need to be in a women's group. And you both leaned into discomfort. We talk about leaning into discomfort from that first appointment. You both did things you didn't want to do. Ashlyn came to group. Kobe went to group. Yep. I, di- I did an intake yesterday and it was a great couple and, and they were sitting on opposite ends of the couch and I was walking them through like how to get started and what they need to do. And, and, uh, and they left and I, I thought they have, they really have no idea. Um, like they're, they're very naive um, to the process that it's going to take to actually one heal themselves and two start to come back together. And, but, but, but the key, like that first appointment's great. Like I overwhelm them with a bunch of stuff to do, but the key to it is that they then say, okay, like let's engage in that process. I'm humble enough. I'm willing enough one step at a time. Here we go. And I, I saw you guys have that. And I think that's what Amy's saying. Absolutely. Yeah. So that humility and that commitment to we're going to do things we don't want to do and we're going to do them consistently, you know? Yep. All right. So they start going, Amy, they start mm-hmm. moving forward. And so they didn't just end up at the end of the rainbow, right? Like um, <laughs> the road so, was kind of rocky. So let's, let's, you know, flip the scrapbook. That's the okay. first. Let's, let's flip go. the scrapbook. Um, I think a real, a real crucial moment you remember doing foundations with with Kobe and Mm -hmm. Kobe gets this look on his face when he has an aha moment. And I mean, I honestly, you know, have this visual of Kobe. And I actually think he says like, he kind of looks up and he's like, Oh my gosh. I mean, yes. um, (laughs) So (laughs) Kobe started out foundations and, and he was just hungry and eager to learn everything. You know, he, I think he did foundations like three times. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, <laughs> That's true. I forgot. But, yeah. So Kobe was just hungry. Ashlyn, what a real, what a key moment was for Ashlyn. I, I, I don't believe you would be where you are right now if you would not have joined that women's group. Agreed. A key moment that, that stands out for me flipping those scrapbook pages um, 
I don't know, maybe five weeks in, we do this really, I mean, therapists think it's really cool. Clients probably think it's really weird um, where we take an empty chair and we, what we call externalize the addiction. And so we take this empty chair and I'm teaching the women about the nature of sex addiction. And up until that point, Ashlyn, this is the first like major shift I saw in you when we kind of had that empty chair and I asked the women, I want you to separate the addiction from your husband and put the addiction in that chair. And then I want you to write a letter to addiction. And that was the first kind of softening I saw in you, Ashlyn, with where I saw, I do love Kobe. Like there mm -hmm. is love there because before they were so inextricably bound together that it was just that that seething anger and that separating was um, a real critical shift for you. But I don't believe you would have been able to do that any other way. Yeah, no, I absolutely remember that moment for me because it was kind of mind blowing. I remember like, oh, they are two separate things and it isn't who Kobe is. It's part of, you know, the mess. I and agree. I wish I still had that letter. I don't know what I wrote, but I know it felt good. Honestly, Ashlyn, like, I remember, I can see the couch, I can see your face. And that was like one of those moments for me, that shift in your recovery where I saw, that was when I had like, okay, hope, you really do love him. It's this that the anger is so directed toward. Yeah. So the challenge was, if I'm hearing you guys, the challenge was is Ashlyn seeing Kobe as the douche. Kobe was just the douche. But by going through that exercise, you were able to help Ashlyn. The, the, the turning point was separating Kobe from the douche and realizing there's douche mode in the chair, but then there's Kobe. There's the addiction, and then there's Kobe. Right. Is, that, is that what I'm hearing? Yes, and, I, and oh, also the ahead. education of yeah, education understanding of the nature of sex addiction and the brain reward and just, some, um, just being able to have some, some understanding of what it was. The, the, I think this is such a critical point for the betrayed, and I just want to highlight it in, in that, um, you know, what Amy's talking about sometimes can really trigger um, the betrayed where it's like, well, I'm supposed to see him as a lovable person and, and a human, like this is somebody who's hurt me, who's, you know, really, really taken advantage of me and gaslighted me and all those words. Right. Um, but listen to what Amy's saying, Amy, it, it was good for your relationship that, um, Ashton had some compassion for Kobe, but ultimately it's really, really good for Ashlyn. It's, it's good for you and your healing to, to not be stuck in, in the box of victim, right. to not, not, not be seething with anger, but to actually let go of that, um, see Kobe for who he really is. He's a lovable human being with a sex addiction who's hurting her, be able to be boundaried with that, but to let go of that, that anger and that victim stance is actually good for Ashlyn and her healing. So it's not Amy siding with Kobe or trying to get Ashlyn mm -hmm. to see that. Um, it's actually good for you. Right, right, Ashlyn? Is that? Oh, yeah. And that always, what you just said at the end, I'm like, I always was blown away that you didn't take sides because um, you were both of our therapists and you never hinted to knowing something that I didn't know, which was the case for the first six weeks. 
you know, knowing about the second affair, I had no clue because you were very like, I'm your therapist here and I'm your therapist there. So, um, yeah. Um, the education blew me away for both sides, just seeing, and I, it still blows my mind today that we still show up in these patterns and we're not taught to do it. We just do it. And, um, so yeah, both sides that learning about betrayal trauma and learning about the addiction. Those were big, those are big, you know, big turning points as far as I'm concerned. And I, and I can, I still remember Ashlyn, you coming home from Amy's group and, and really just acknowledging for the first time that very principle, this is you, this is addiction. And, and that was the, I think that was just a huge door that you walked through that facilitated so much growth after that it gave, and it also gave me enormous amounts of hope to have what I never thought we could have, um, moving forward. Um, so that was a, that was a really important thing. And, and, um, I think I, I, you guys already talked, Ashlyn, you just said this, you, you just alluded to it, but I'm just thinking like a, a really big obstacle and struggle that I had from the go, not in the intake, but was my first individual appointment, Amy, when I shared, hey, listen, I had this second affair and I'm never telling Ashlyn, I'm going to the grave with this. So, so there's a number of issues with that, but you know, Amy and Brandon speak to what that is and the, I, that's, that's gotta be fairly common. It's like, I've got this thing, no way, because this will be a deal breaker and she will leave. <laughs> what is that? Um, it's many things, I know. I'll let you speak to that. <laughs> Amy, how are you I, speechless? Like Because I, I have something I wanna say that like I'm editing right now. Say it, <laughs> say it. I can't, for real. Um, but I mean, truthfully, it's just this like, we'll see because we know that your recovery yeah. that absolutely is part of it and um it's like we know and we hear that all the time like i am never going to to tell her this you know and we're like okay we'll 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 see because you will you know one thing i i um well I, when i hear that and i hear it all the time um I don't tell them that they should. I just tell them I won't keep working with you if you don't. Um, but it, it, not really. But but what I do say is no. But it's this confidence of like, you will. I'm not gonna. I'm We're not, not gonna rush I'm you not, to it. Yeah, but I'm but not gonna collude with you and enable you to to hang on to secrecy because I know that if you really want recovery, you really desire recovery, then I'm gonna let you know that either your relationship's gonna going to crash and burn right now when you get honest, or you're going to go through suffering for years until your relationship crashes and burns. So choose what you want, but you're screwed if you hang on to the secret, right? And Kobe, I guess I just, I don't remember if I said to you, well, you absolutely will down the road. Just don't. No, 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 Amy, right you now. didn't say that. What you said was, it's just like, okay, like you just like, okay, noted. <laughs> okay. Um, but what that, but and, and I want you to speak to that though, because there is important design behind that. But, but I, the, the, the most important piece on this for me was by just allowing me to just have my way for just a minute. Right. And just be like, okay, what that did was that allowed me to relax 
that allowed me to feel safe, that allowed me to um, make progress on the 10 steps leading up to the five steps leading up to actually sharing with Ashlyn when I did, because um, it just wasn't, a, it, it was this, it was the most scary thing to that point that I, that you just gave permission to say, okay. And you put it on the shelf, but you noted that in a big way. And clearly we circled back to it. Yeah. Because clinically the no secrets policy Brandon is talking about mm -hmm. is the wisest move, but I guess my confidence in you is, is like, well, you will. Yeah. It's just timing. And I'm not going to tell you in this very first appointment. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just making me feel <laughs> safe to go through. Well, didn't you, yeah. didn't you like, wasn't there a point where you were like, it's time or you got to do it by <laughs> yeah. such and such a time. Oh yeah. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. called Amy mad. So <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, so that big struggle of denial of like, I'm not going to share this. I, I want to go to the grave with this in, in a term and a word, you guys, Brandon and Amy, what is that? Well, truthfully, when a client, like the fact that in your very first appointment with me, Kobe, you are sharing a big secret like that. For me, I'm just like, win, win, because you shared the scariest right. thing for you in a first session. And so for me, that's where like, I'm saying my confidence in you, okay. if you're sharing your scariest thing with me in a first session, my confidence you're in reading you, between the lines of like, okay, this guy wants healing. Yes. He's going to go through with this. Yes. Okay. Um, so for me, that was like, first session you're coming out the gate with like your scariest thing ever mm -hmm. and like he's got this well and i think our job is not you're going home right now and doing this um it's it's helping you face the fear and uh, you're stuck in fear is what you were and so it's oh totally. I, I, i'm gonna love you i'm gonna support you i'm gonna be here for you and i'm gonna help you face the fear go through it and um and help you get to the other side of it. And there's some rad takeaways, you guys, from this. And for those therapists who are listening, it's like, take copious notes. This is this was so key. This part that Brandon and you're touching on was the key to facilitating my willingness to just trust and and share when it was when it was prudent. Well, you guys, and it's like the the, the main emphasis I want to give is just slow down. Just mm -hmm. slow mm -hmm. down. Yes. Because Kobe, you were not the same person first session to fifth session to just slow down and that safety we're talking about you know building building safety in order to to build trust you have to have that with us and it's know, a process it is a process so slow down we don't do full disclosure um sessions um just on the second session like corona do drive through okay <laughs> <laughs> here we go no yeah slow down and 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 take part in the process and become safe for your client. Like they're facing, it is, I just have to speak to, um, just how honored I felt that, like I say, first session in, you're facing your fear with somebody you don't know. So. Well, okay. Okay. So, so thank you for that. But the truth is, is that that was a very simple thing to say. I, and I had already made the decision before I went in that I was going to do that. Not in, not in the intake with Ashlyn, but my first individual session, because this is what I knew. And I hope that for those of you who are listening, who haven't found a specialized therapist like Brandon and Amy, that you just realize this, they've been in the business for a long time 
and even if they haven't been in business for a long time, they've likely seen it all. And anything that you're going to come to the table with, they've already seen a hundred times. So it's, so it's not going to be a big whoop They're, You're not going to share anything that's going to like shock them into like this, this feeling of disgust, like hit the bricks, like right. get out of here. So that in and of itself was like, whatever I got to share, they've already seen. So who cares? Yep. I'm just going to okay. share it. Which that's that humility piece of yours, because we can't say we see a lot of people that see us for a long time and they don't come in it's saying, so true. I'm going to tell you everything. Yep. They hold it back. They hold it back and their, their recovery struggles. Yeah. As long as they're keeping secrets. Yep. So Kobe, you're saying like, I mean, I like it's fine, but a lot of people, they do the same kind of trickle in disclosure with us that they do with their partner. Mm -hmm. They, they tell us, but they keep, they hold back. So yeah. that's wow. a good message for you to say, you guys, they've heard everything go in and the quicker you puke it out, the quicker we puke it out. <laughs> so Amy, what were some it of the is. turning points from, from that, from, from that first session with, that I had with you where I told you this big secret to six weeks later, um, you telling me in another individual session, you're ready, she's ready to go home and share. And I did exactly what you said. I'm pretty sure I peed my pants like five times from when you told me to, to say it till I actually did. Well, for but, sure, because we all know your bladder is about like this big. Right, for sure. In fact, I know your bladder, you know, like that's how close right? we are. I gotta pee. Um, but it was, it was so, so scary. So the question is, is what were some of the turning points that you observed in Ashland that helped you identify, okay, she's ready. So, and then also in, in me. Okay, what I saw in you was that consistency in you showing up, like you were being rigorously honest. You were showing up in every single way that you could, like you were earnest, you were humble, you were committed, you were doing it. Um, Ashland too, I, um, you don't want to do disclosure in the middle of like, for me, when I saw that softening and that understanding a little bit um, in, in Ashland, that was like, okay, there's, there's, there's love here. And you, by your, by your commitment to like Ashlyn's watching you write in your journal every day, she's watching you go to foundation. She's watching you exercise. She's watching you um, report your bottom lines. And like, so it had to be like, she's feeling safer watching you do like be consistent as you never had been consistent with anything. So she's feeling True. safer. You meanwhile, um, you're just like hungering and you're just like, you're changing. So six weeks, like six weeks, you were not the same person that you were first session in. I don't even know how to respond to that. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously I wasn't because I came in saying I'm going to take this to the grave and then six weeks later, it's like, I'm going to share this. Um, okay. So once we, once I actually shared that Amy, what were the other big challenges that you observed in us as a couple following? Uh, can, can I just say something? Um, yeah, totally. In, in that, you know, Ashton and Kobe are awesome and amazing. And, um, is this the butt? <laughs> I just want to say not everybody experiences this. So sometimes 
um, the addict will hang on and refuse and stay in denial. That the, the addict won't keep going back to a therapist, right. figuring out how to be honest and working to that point. They, they'll fire the therapist, they'll keep gaslighting, they'll keep blaming. And uh, what, what I want to say is, the, you know, the, the pitfalls are different for everybody. And the, either side can, can move forward if their partner isn't wanting to move forward. Um, it usually ends in divorce because that, that healthy person gets healthy enough to say, I'm not going to stay with somebody who's not progressing through this. Um, but both of you at some point kicked into gear and started moving forward and you started moving forward together. And that's ideal, but it's not the case for everybody. I mean, that wasn't the case for me. You know? Archer. Right. Like I, I didn't, I didn't have, I, mine is a different story, which is, you know, Dr. Skinner pointed out to me one time, Amy, I, I think, I think you really enjoy working with the men because when they're working recovery, they're doing something your husband never would do. Yeah. And so that, that gives you that, like cheering them on, you know? Um, so something I want to say, Kobe, another pivotal turning point, just like we talked about Ashlyn, you know, externalizing the addict from Kobe you had that same turning point with um, your mindfulness, um, separating, I would say, your own share from Mama Bear Fitness, my wife is hot, to like separating Ashlyn into, like when you talked about seeing her through lenses of love and you actually started like separating as your, you know, as you started uh, healing, you also could externalize and see Ashlyn, like how loyal and how like seeing her. So that same process occurred for you with her. And that was um, a really significant point that I witnessed is you really seeing her. Not seeing, yeah, that, that's like actually really true. Of, your lenses of lust. Yeah, they blinded me from really, Ashlyn, who, like, who you always were, who you always were, because you've always been just deeply, fiercely loyal. Right. And thoughtful and kind in my lenses of lust, as much as it was, I was lusting after you, I was also blind, Ashlyn, to, right. to all the goodness that you had, which is like classic douche mode. Well, or like foggy addict mode. You know? Yeah. Um, like, why am I so protective of calling him a douche? Like, I can't do it. <laughs> but Ash, you know, what do you recall about that? Do you remember that time, that season? I don't remember it that quickly. Oh, it, but it, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that quickly. I know there was a shift. This okay. is like sex fast. Um, he was always like gropey, touchy. Like, this was yes. not, not like, not, not, I don't want to portray that it was quick. Um, I was just saying another pivotal time, but I think Kobe, okay. even before that place, um, I will say one of the most impactful, even like sacred clinical experience I've ever had was a moment when, when you started showing compassion for yourself and you wept saying, I really 
love myself. I can say I love myself. And it was then that you start to show love to you for, for yourself that you actually could have empathy and feel like she could feel you with you that that moment. I don't know. Do you remember that moment? Um, I, I do. I do remember that moment. And um, I guess that season rather than that moment, but just that, that whole conceptually just really understanding like, yeah, I am. I'm what's the SNL skit. I'm, I'm smart enough. Good enough. And, and gosh, gosh darn it, people darn like it. me. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I realized how much I didn't like myself and I realized yeah. how addiction was the great, the great thief of my self-worth and that recovery was the reclamation of that. And, and that was, you know, there's still battles and struggles that I have with that just in right. different, in different ways. But that piece was huge, huge, huge. And I want to also say your men's group, um, that was such a rad group. I remember that was my first men's group. Was it? Oh, it was. It oh, was. Wow. I do remember, I remember that. And Brandon was kind of like, ha, 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 they're not all like this. He was like the of. evil, like, ha, ha, ha. You know, like, no, I was like, good for you. You got, you got a good one to start. Like so. that yeah. group was rad. And my favorite thing about that group, um, you guys, like it was a competitive group of guys that really worked the bottom lines and held each other accountable. Um, yeah. So, you guys would report on bottom lines and you damn sure made, made that they, they did their consequence, whether yeah. it was oh, yeah. having, ha, you having the pink iPhone, you know, <laughs> um, that was a big motivator to not have the pink phone. It was like, cause it was there in a baggie. Here's the pink phone, Colby. And I was like, mm -mm, mm -mm. like no. not going there. I'll push the floor till kingdom come. I know. I'm not going to take the I pink know. phone. I know. But that group, <laughs> like, that group like you guys pulled each other along and you held each other accountable and that was yeah uh, hold, like reporting those bottom lines and holding each other accountable is huge being willing to do that for sure okay i want to shift a little bit ashlyn i was, wait wait, I wait wait kobe can I, I i i hate to do this but i got yeah. i gotta reiterate something which okay. um that whole discussion you guys just had about um loving yourself and I remember the video that, that you made. You said, my, my greatest accomplishment is, is I can now say that I'm proud of who I am. Yeah. Um, the, it, it's interesting because, um, you know, a spouse who's, who's waiting for her husband to get in recovery or whatever, um, you, you, you say, you'll just know when he's there. And, but what you feel is he now loves himself so now he doesn't need to consume you. So, you know, you talk about you groping Ashlyn or just like being entitled to her body or, or totally. needing, her, needing her approval to tell you you're a good boy and you're good enough. And, and, and all those things are, that, that really is that addict energy, that shame-based energy. And one of my favorite parts of my job is when I see men have the courage enough to let go of their wives. And women. And, and, women, shame, right? and women let go of their husbands and yeah. not need them yeah. either and know who they are. Um, and so that, that separates that codependent, yeah. overly attached relationship, creates this interdependent um, space where love can, can just thrive. Yeah. And, and that's what's, 
what's awesome to see. That's so, a really new concept. That's something that was just like it's awesome Greek it's, to me. So, so Ashlyn went through the women's group, and then really the next pivotal shift for you, Ashlyn, was the shame group. Totally, that's exactly where I wanted to go. Was like um, that was like the the the, the rocket ship for Ashlyn, but also but also uh, I guess in some ways for me too. It was like I mean, the rising tides thing. That was, um, I mean, you guys, it's, it's, it's such a process, but that unlayering. And again, Ashlyn, <laughs> you, um, you, billing, you being willing to do something you didn't want to do and you didn't think you needed to do. <laughs> well, don't you remember? I don't have shame. I'm yeah. very confident. I don't need this group, Amy. And you're like, just do it. <laughs> like, and, you definitely you have shame. And it's kind of that same Kobe. It's like, okay, that's okay. You think that, but we'll, we'll see, you know, just do it. Oh, yes. I was there. You were there. And, um, but what were the big shifts? What were the big shifts of, as you two recall for Ashlyn in the shame group? It's not just the fact that she took it. It's like, what were the, what were the big shifts? Ash, what do you think? Okay. So I'm going to say, for me, group in general, like the first six weeks of group, I hated. Mm -hmm. Just found like the very first one. Like I was like, I hate this. It's uncomfortable. I was not at all vulnerable. Um, it was the first time I shared my story out loud. So that was like so new. It was like building blocks of like, hey, you can own who you are and own part of your story without the world crumbling, which is what I thought. Um, so when we started the shame group, it was a different group of women. And I feel like I connected with those women mm -hmm. more than I did to that first group. Like, I don't even remember who was in my first group, but that shame group, I know everyone because it was this extreme vulnerability of, yeah, this is this part of me that I am like letting own me and releasing that and really going through that process together. Um, I think that's where I, I started talking more. Sure. Uh, I didn't talk at all in maybe the first group. Uh, but I found my voice. I found more of who I was um, during that time. And, you know, truthfully, that's just, that's just you too, Ashlyn. Like first you have to like make sense of it. And then, yeah. you know, then you're like, so it's like the first group, I, it was important for you to learn about sex addiction, to be able to separate that you're making sense of it in your head. And then you can go to your heart and then be brave and speak the hard truths and confront these scary things. I was reading Eckhart Tolle yesterday and um, he was saying that our relationships, um, what they do is they provide an opportunity for us to um, see our own pain. Right. And, it, you know, and I was, I, was, I was actually reading that to my betrayal trauma group, which is interesting because those women in a betrayal trauma group could say, what do you mean? Like, I was hurt. I was pained. I was, you know, it's not my fault. But their relationship has provided opportunity for them to self-reflect and see their own stuff and their own pain. And, and I think what I'm hearing what you guys talk about with the shame group, Ashton, is that's where you shifted. That's where it was like, okay, mm -hmm. now I'm shifting into really my deep self-reflection and understanding of who I am. Um, and Brené Brown's group, Brené, you know, there's Gandhi, Brené Brown and whoever, <laughs> Mike, you know, um, but, but Amy facilitating that and the way Amy facilitates that where it's so safe um, for you to go in and start to speak shame to other women 
and open up, that's what really is a catalyst to, to start your healing process. That's that individual healing to be able to move from shame in a place of I'm not enough and I'm not to shift, you know, being vulnerable. And then you would, you know, that, that kind of unlayering, that unpacking between you and Kobe, Kobe was also getting that same content at that same time with the men. And so you were having these, these vulnerable connecting, you know, every couple comes in and they say, I want my partner to feel empathy for me. And they're both so stuck in shame. They can't. Right. And so that's where they're stuck. That has to be there. If, if they're both in shame, they're just shame spiraling each other. Right. Right. And and they're trying to get the other person to, to get it to stop. Whereas you stop and you look at it and you say, what is my pain? So then I can empathize with, with them. So it was uh, it, that was that was a major major shift. And I still remember. I, I guess what, what I want everybody to kind of understand from this too, as far as like a major shift for Ashlyn and I, is this what this particular season, as far as shame is concerned, was was not a mat. It was recovery, yes, but I think before recovery, this was more discovery for oh, yeah. Ashlyn and I, as far as what shame was. And I remember Amy sitting in your office I do too. saying like, wait a sec, like, See, there like, it is. like that, is like, what is going on? Like I didn't, I wasn't connecting dots in, in that session. I was just more like, wait, there is this thing. And Brene just called it what? And I kind of, I kind of, I'm starting to see it, but I'm like, I remember saying shame to me is like, I'm in a, a little dinghy in the middle of the Pacific. And I don't know. And, and, and shame is the Pacific. I don't know where it starts, where it ends. I don't know how, how, how broad it is. I don't know its depths. But all I know is I'm in the middle of it. And I didn't realize that I have been in the middle of it. Right. What it, it, was, it was absolutely mind-blowing for me. And it, was, it really was a matter of discovery. And the cool part is, Amy, is that you had us both learn that content simultaneously. Right. Right. So what happened, Ashlyn, you and I at home we just began to talk about shame because you were reading Brene's book. What was I it? Thought, Ashley? I thought it was just me, but it's not. And then, Ashley, yeah, but, but it isn't. And, um, and then that began really Ashlyn, the intellectual intimacy, intimacy for, for you sure. and I, right. Do you remember that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like what the review was talking about, you know, listening to these two yes. things and then coming together with our own takeaways. And it wasn't a matter of you and I, I think, I think you were, I know for sure that you were more, <laughs> clearly Amy knew. Okay, the girls can handle, because I think a lot of the girls that were in your group, their husbands were in my group, right? And right, I think right. in her wisdom, she knew the boys can't handle the book, but they can handle quotes. So we're going to give the girls the book. You, you guys wouldn't have read the book. No, I mean, no, we could like I couldn't I couldn't even understand a few quotes from real. So do you remember like the TV? You guys would be like, whoa, pause it. And yes. Pause it, and you guys would get out your phones and take a picture. I still have screen. pictures on my phone, like three of them from that exact set and group you, session. Yeah. And um and it was I, I think it was for me, the cool part was is just being able to say, Oh, in my family of origin, this is how mm-hmm. shame showed up. This is how I experienced. And I think, and also for me, it was having some ownership of my part in our marriage rather than I had spent most of our marriage just blaming Kobe for everything instead of owning any of who I was. So that was pivotal for me. Okay. 
I want to ask you guys a question, all three of you guys. So, in you know, in some ways, it sounds like you know, kumbaya, la di da, like, hey, we're moving along. Life That's is so good. great. Like, it's so great. We're going to our shame groups and everything's wonderful. Okay, like, what what was like felt like end of the world devastating pitfall where it's like, oh my gosh, this is hard. Well, and uh, when, how'd you work through in. that? Six weeks in. Okay. Six weeks in, I wasn't liking group. And that's when um, Kobe told me about the second affair and we went on vacation the next day. Um, we also separated that day. And so it did D- feel- Disneyland, right? Um, yeah. Yep, we went to Disneyland. We also went to a wedding, which was like, I did not want to be there. That sounds so. like hell. Yeah. It's like salt in a wound. It was. So what did you do? <laughs> it totally how, was. How, how do you, in, in moments like that, how, where did you get the fortitude, the strength? Amy, how did you help Ashton through this? Like, w- what did you do? Um, I'm not great at, I'm not great at um, putting on a mask and pretending. Uh, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. So that's not a good thing. Um, but we really just tried to focus on our kids during that trip. And we, but we were separated. So when we came home from the trip, it was like the hard reality of, okay, we, and we did an in-house separation at that time. And we still worked together. We worked from home. Like it was just messy and it was uncomfortable. Um, there wasn't a lot of hope. I don't know on either of our ends, but we still kept going. You hated group, but you kept going. And that's what I mean. You, yeah. you kept going. We also, yeah. Kobe had lost his job during that time and we kept oh, going. Add like that in the mix. I mean, it's, it's bananas that we made it this far with the obstacles that were put that's in our way. Right. Um, but that's why, yes, I 100% believe in spending the money and investing in ourselves despite what your ending is because we did it like we put all of our savings we put everything into we have to figure this out and i think we knew we'd take it with us that's a okay so that's a timely statement considering the current climate and just for everybody i know you're like right now we are in the middle of um coronavirus covid19 we're not we're not living under martial law but there's a big quarantine like schools canceled um you know restaurants are not allowing people to dine in and and so jobs lost yeah there's jobs that are lost right and we know that that's affecting people financially and i want you guys to remember on this that we were once there as well in the fact that literally that was it was it was you know what was it six weeks in when when i was laid off from my job and we were like we knew for sure that having gone to Brennan's foundation, having done one-on-one with Amy, Ashlyn, you doing group, 1000%, we had to figure out a way to do it. But we were faced with like serious financial stress, but we were just like, this is what we have to have this. It was the priority. And I can 100% say you, you would not be where you are if Ashlyn would have just said, okay, Kobe, you fix you. And I'm going to like, you would yeah. not be mm-hmm. where you are. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. Because I, I, I just, going back to the shame, the shame piece, right? It was, it was imperative that we both learn where shame was. And it wasn't like, Hey, this is where your shame is. You're shaming me. This, we didn't do that. <laughs> well, it was, it was discovery for ourselves. 
exactly as an and, example of it uh, i mean ashlyn sorry. is sorry. a completely different person as a yeah. result of you doing your own work yeah no question i, I love what but i will i'm go ahead ashley I just wanted to say that sounds easy too. Like we made it happen. It also took us years to recover from that. Yeah. So I'm not saying it was easy. I'm saying it was hard and we still did it. I, I love, so what you just said, Ashlyn, um, you know, if you're going through hell, just keep on moving. Yeah. You just keep going. And there, there's nothing really like sexy or cool about that advice. It's not, it's not like mm -hmm. some tricky little thing that you, it's, you might feel like you're in hell. It might feel almost hopeless almost and you just keep keep going you keep fighting and and yeah. that's that's one of the reasons why you guys are here today so and well and it's too. funny because go ash i still have those moments when a new hard thing comes and i'm like how long is this going to take i'm going to google how long is this going to take <laughs> when will this be over i still go to that and i feel like once you get past the like guess what? There is no answer. Like it, your journey is your journey. And if you keep moving and not dancing around or stalling or whatever, you're going to get to a place where it's not so uncomfortable. And that's exactly what happens every day. Uh, every time. And something I can say, I think one of the biggest mistakes that other couples make is I want to invest the least amount financially, the least amount time-wise, um, time-wise in order to, I just mm. want to invest the lease. So they'll say, maybe we can come see you once a month. Like it's just- Let me pay you, Amy, for like mm -hmm. three sessions and then fix everything and you can fix it, not me. And then we'll get better. It's, like, don't you think that's the, like investing, you have to invest in it. Right. And it's we're not hard. Just it's not just talking about money. We're talking about your, your energy. Your daily, your, your commitment, yes. showing up to group when it's like, I don't connect here. I don't want to be here, but you do it anyway. Yep exactly yeah it's a total life transformation um i know that we're, we're getting short on time but um you know we moved through the the separation um i know for sure that the separation was really really critical for us and that was kind of like the last bit of the journey to allow our old relationship to die so that our our new relationship could be reborn i know that that was a really important step for us but um, after that, I'm just thinking, hey, any other um, turning points that you can think of that come to mind that, that were important for both of us? Yes, like flipping that scrapbook as Ashlyn was in the shame group and she started speaking her shame. She also was really brave and courageous to start doing EMDR on her own work. Um, and so that's one of those critical moments that I remember. Um, Ashlyn for you was um, starting EMDR in, and that was, you know, I think the end of like, as, as you were working through your, in the shame group. Yeah. And that was just for those who don't know trauma work. So, so I'm not doing like talk therapy and trying to dig up stuff. I'm trying to reprocess things. I already know I need to work on. Yeah. So I, um... I would definitely agree with that. That one was a, uh, that one was a big one. And I remember that not being easy no. for you, Ashlyn. That was, that was challenging and tough. So what made you continue with it after, you know, it's like you experienced once and it's like, that wasn't yeah, the first, ex well, the first experience, um, we have a whole episode about it, 
um, I couldn't even do any, I couldn't even get on my phone. Like I was just so spent and it had took from me so much, but I guess for me, that was evidence that it did work because right. I could start to see and feel different the days after of like, oh, I don't feel that same pull that I used to feel, but I felt for decades instead. So, yes, amen. You know, I keep using the scrapbook, but um, you guys sharing your story publicly, you know, that was from from the first time I met you, Ashlyn and I, I, I laugh about how I said hi to you in the store and you were mad. You were like, when I see you in public, you don't know. Don't me. talk to me. <laughs> um, so you moving from a place of, I don't have any problems. And if you see me in public, you don't know me a year later sharing your story. I mean, that, that is the story to tell you how much you both changed to get to that place. And you both shared from a place of love, just wanting to give others hope. There was no intention of Ashlyn and Kobe. And it was, it was literally, we want other couples. We, it was, it was love. It was coming from a place of, we just, we want to give hope and we want to share what we've learned. And so. It's been awesome. That was a big one. That was a big one. Um, I will say this too, uh, uh, another, another really big obstacle that I had was, um, and we alluded to this earlier, and I wanna just touch on this because I think this, is a, this was a really important thing for me was um, ha like lusting Ash after you, Ashlyn, and just my lenses of lust. And we talked about how that blinded me from the qualities and characteristics that you had, Ashlyn. But that also meant that I was not present because I was so tunnel vision in lust just in general. And so doing, um, doing a sex fast with you, Ashlyn, was really, really important. And, and more specifically, for those of you guys who don't know, Ashlyn has scoliosis. So she has two rods that are fused to her spine. And during, her, during the sex fast, I remember Ashlyn, like my back hurts so bad. And those are really kind of the beginning moments of, of, of what would then become your second fusion in your back because your back was hurting yeah. so badly. But I remember um, giving you a hot stone massage on your back. And I remember over and over and over again, just, I'm going to see Ashlyn for who she is. I'm going to see Ashlyn for who she is. I, I'm, I'm going to see Ashlyn for who she is. Like my eyes are closed. I'm just like moving rocks. And, but, but that was, do you remember I, that, Amy? I, I do. You'd be like, Okay, I'm trying so hard, Amy. Like I, like I remember. <laughs> the was, struggle was real. But, but Kobe, you were like, you literally went from the most mindless human, yes, to really yes. practicing that awareness and that mindfulness. Like you, you did it. That was that was super important for. Me. I want to hear Ashlyn what that that you had a really affirmative yes, a really resounding yeah. yes. Well, I just. That. I remember Amy telling you so many times, like, Kobe, you will not die without sex. And you were just like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? <laughs> and so for, for me, the sex fast was huge because it redefined what sex was. It was no longer sex equals love yeah. and sex equals life. It was like a whole different experience. And it was this beautiful thing instead of what it had been for my marriage, 
which was like this kind of resentful and fine, I'll do it. Or it was very one-sided and it's never been that way since. So it was a huge turn. I, I want to mention one more before we wrap up. I, I kind of, if I'm turning my scrapbook too, so um, get it. <laughs> I, I know I'm not your therapist, but I've, I've seen a lot of the journey. Yeah, you have. And I just want to take a look at kind of the, the current chapter. And um, one thing that I'm really seeing happen, which I think is, is, is really like top level. Just, I see Kobe not showing up as the douche as, as I'm, I'm the problem. I'm the bad guy. Um, it is my fault. Things are my fault. Um, I'm seeing him be more honest, more vulnerable and more boundaried, um, with, with Ashlyn, which actually brings out your masculinity, um, your good masculinity mm -hmm. and creates that polarity in your relationship. And I've seen you guys struggle through that to get there. Um, but Kobe, I, I, bro, I see you stepping into your power and, um, and I'm sure Ashlyn, um, is more attracted to that than showing up weak. Right. So, yes, for sure. It's weird. I used to like describe like, Kobe, I just want you to like, and I would describe like this, you know, I'm doing these motions, like a man, like be strong, be do the man. thing. And he's just like, but I didn't know how to explain it. And then when he started actually living that way of not just, I don't know how it's bending over. I don't know what he'd call it, but he would just <laughs> crumble. <Yeah. laughs> um, Get it, but, Ashlyn. And not, but not mean, like you haven't been mean in it. Sometimes you have been like the boom, yeah. this is me. But it's different. It's a different energy than this Real is strength. me. Except Real who strength. I am. Yeah. Yes. And that's what's been beautiful to witness both of you um, discover and reclaim who you are individually and as a couple. Reclaim. Yeah, we're still doing it. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I honestly really appreciate you saying that, Brennan, because that's, I think, one of the, I think that's one of the very, very, and, and no one knows this more than you two, Brennan and Amy, but that's, that's one of the really apparent, very big, um, scarlet letters that addicts wear is I'm it's like just where the D right. There's just always the D on the chest is like, I'm the douche. So I have no legs to stand on. It's not okay for me to push back. It's not okay for me to say what I feel. And excuse me, that was very much me. Which, which in fact, a, so woman, a woman does not want, yeah. they don't want yeah. a, weak, a weak man who, who can't show himself. Right. Yeah. They also don't want a pompous jerk. Uh, and I, but I will yeah. say that process like some therapists, again, go slow because trying to do that too early in recovery, yeah. an addict will be all over that. Oh, totally. And they'll do like, it in the wrong way. And they'll do it in the wrong yeah. way. So there is just such a gradual process. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, I appreciate you saying that, Brandon. That's a, that's a big one. Um, and that's, that's a very front and center one for me. And, and it's still, you know, it's, it's still a, sometimes it's still a struggle to do that to just say, all right, this is what I'm actually thinking right now. And to say it in a way that's not, right. Ashlyn said, like this, but to just say, yeah. here's where I right. am. It's a difference. This is me. Yeah. Ash. I have uh, one last question for Brandon and for Amy. What, you've kind of mentioned some of these things, and I'm 
guessing a lot of our audience forgets how long we've been in this journey and that we're still choosing to be in this journey. What is like a time frame estimate estimated of what you see couples working and making these shifts and seeing success? Oh, that's such a hard question because you look at I know. <laughs> for, for, for you two, I mean, we know it's a long process. We say, what do we say? Three to five years. Mm -hmm. And couples are like, three to five years. What? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you see, you know, your first year really is about just creating those new pathways. And main, like you look from, from in your first year or establishing sobriety where like it's, that's the first year. Right. Yes. I, I just think that that's a, that's a really complicated question because the truth is, Jenny and I are in our process right now of healing and connection and intimacy. And, and what I mean by that is our relationship is constant work and it's a work in progress. So, so you never arrive. And if right? you want to always grow, it always is going to be. It's always going to be. But that's what's beautiful too. Yes. But I do, Amy, I do think what you're talking about, there is a, like, from shattered to thriving, right? So, so when you are shattered, when D-Day comes, when, when trust is just gone, um, I do think there is a time frame, and everybody's a little bit different, but there's a process of rebuilding that mm -hmm. foundation um, so you can continue to do the work that you guys are doing now. And, and I'd say, you know, uh, one to, th to three years, you know, you kind of start to get in that, okay, like they're working recovery, I'm working recovery, things are getting better. Well, yeah, so. Ashlyn, you look at your first year, I mean, from, from where you started to where sharing your story, huge change. And then that next year is really about attachment. And yeah. the, like, so there are just these big chunks. Yep. Yet it's piece by piece. Yet it's piece so. by piece. <laughs> is it, you guys, isn't Amy the best? Yeah. She like totally I just is. love Amy. She's amazing. And it's been far too long for us not to have her on the podcast. So I'm glad you actually came. Amy. I know. Brandon, and don't be a stranger. <laughs> Brandon used to work right next door to me and like our offices. I mean, I think you were the only one I ever talked to. There. Yeah. We'd hide from other people. <laughs> we would. We would. It was, I remember Brandon and Amy saying like, Hey, if, if there's, you know, if, if there are the kids that I want to sit next to at the lunch table, it's Brandon. Oh, thanks Amy. It's yeah. True. It's true. And I want to say like, it's funny. Kobe hates the story, but I'm going to, I'm just going to end with it. Um, Okay. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I know Kobe's like, what is it? Kobe like gets this like, oh, like sad face. So this is funny. My only claim to fame in this whole recovery world is people coming into Addo and they'll say, oh, you're the Amy. Oh, the Amy. The Amy. And I'm like, yeah, like, but a, a client a couple of weeks ago, he's like, you're the Amy. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but you're not the expert. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I, yeah, I, I don't love so that. Story. And I told Kobe that. Story, oh, you're our expert. You are totally an expert, Amy. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. He is our expert. Um, honestly, it's been it's been just rad having you here. Like Brandon said, it's been it's been way too long, but this has just been. It's nice to reflect. It's nice to hear um, your your perspective. And honestly, it makes me super thankful for putting our heads down and just going because all of a sudden it's like, wait, where are we now? So um, guys, we appreciate you being here again. Want to remind you that 
the relationship rescue challenge is um, is going to be ramping up. So go to uh, excuse me, go to beyond-enough.com forward slash relationship. You guys don't don't that. don't be intimidated. It's simple. It's very affordable. It's like thirty bucks, and but it's powerful. And we really feel like um, we were inspired to do it. Like yep. it, the content in there walks you through a process that that is so awesome. So. Yeah. Go check it out. Well, and Absolutely. what I want to say, and, well, and Brandon can echo this, um, Kilby and Ashlyn are my favorite, but we see couples, like what you guys do, we see couples like, go through, if you just do this work, you will, like, you will change. It works. And it works. And so that's something um, I want to say, like, I'll, t I'll tell people, go listen to Brandon and um, Ashlyn and Kobe because they invested so that maybe they're sharing some of that with you guys. So I tell everyone, you know, that's awesome. I know, Thanks, Amy. you know, yeah, that's cool. Guys, hey, I don't want to forget Amy. Where can we find Amy? Because the people want Amy. We know this. So where can they find you? Because you know, I'm so great at that. I will say Brandon's the expert. <laughs> Amy's the expert <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> where you can find Amy. Ashlyn is, thank you for nudging me to be brave because I like to just hole up in my office and um, hide, you know? So thanks for pushing me to be brave. You She's afflicting the comforted, Amy. I know. So where do we find you? Okay, so I have an Instagram, ask Amy Andrus, and you can ask me anything. And okay. I will, and I will respond. Okay, we will put that in the show notes so you guys can ask, ask Amy, Amy Andrus anything. anything. Yep. Ask Amy Andrus anything. Okay, we love it. Amy, appreciate awesome. you being here. And by anything, I really, really mean anything. That's the coolest part about it. That's the coolest, coolest part okay. about it. Okay. So, guys. We're going to go test it. Exactly. We're, we'll, we'll test it out. Um, if you have not yet, guys, love to have you help other people who are in the dark corners, the, 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 the throes of addiction by leaving a review, that will help them find this. And if you haven't rated us, uh, please do so as well. So thanks for being here and um, we will see you again. Love you all. See you guys. Bye-bye.